Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another great episode. You all, I'm so excited because we have one of my favorite creators here today, Eric Cedeno, for you probably know him as Rico Taquito on TikTok. His videos and content is just so funny and so positive, and he's also a fellow Texan, which I love to see and support. Um, you guys, I'm so excited because he's hilarious. We had a great time talking and chatting about all the things he's up to, and he's really busy. Um, so if you like TikTok, if you like creators, if you like the city of Dallas, this episode is for you. So grab a seat, grab a snack, and let's get into today's episode. And Eric, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Before we get started with all the things, all the drama, all whatever, um, we always start with the question of what the term young influentials means to you. I just feel like, you know, how RuPaul's Drag Race is like, you're, it's like the future of drag. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that, but it's like the internet. It's just like young people have a vision for like what the next kind of style is, like I don't know. For me, like, I always looked at Viners, like, when I was younger, and I was like, wow, like, they're, like, the next thing. And I feel like TikTokers, there's, like, a, like, the they're, like, young influencers. <laughs> Whatever the word is. Young influentials? <laughs> yeah, the young influentials of them. <laughs> that works. You know, I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I love, like, especially, like, seeing the Viners that I, like, followed back then now, like, in their music careers like Anna Clendenning I was obsessed with her on Vine and like she's thriving in her career um Brent Rivera and them like now thriving so it's like really cool to see kind of like who's the who's the Latina girl who's like huge right now like oh my god she's like on Dancing with the Stars I think I cannot remember her name not me she was like she was friends with like Hannah something oh uh Lele Pons Lele Pons yeah Uh, she's huge I I love her. Okay, yo, um, when was it? Um, we did Premios, whatever, 
years ago when she did her song Bloqueo. And yo, she's so fun and energy. I miss her music. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I was just like, I didn't realize what a success she was until like recently. I was like, oh my God, she's huge. Like she's everywhere. Like I didn't realize. <laughs> You're like, she, her career is careering. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> uh, but speaking of just like people, like, did you have any like TV people or like influencers that really inspired you growing up? Well, like, oddly enough, I feel like he's younger than me, but Bretman Rock was always kind of... Oh, my gosh, yes. I feel like when I was watching him on YouTube, I was, like, watching my best friend be gay at school. Like, I I didn't, like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he was just himself, like, to the core, like, no matter who was around. And I feel like I didn't have that energy yet. Like, I was, like, it was so aspirational for me to, like, see him be like that versus, like, I was only like that with my good, good girlfriends at home. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think that... Um, he was a big one for me. He's still kind of like, I still follow him. Like, I think he's really, really entertaining and interesting and he really grows with the time, but he's also so young still. Like he's so young. It's crazy. Cause he, I feel like he, I remember he did that like MTV. That was like his first favorite verse, like the recreating the MTV, like welcome to my school thing. He was like 15. He was like literally a kid. And he's only like, yeah, he's like, gotta be like no more than 23 i feel like now yeah i like him i feel he is like a perfect example of someone who is like a young influential person because he's still young and influential but he was just like 15 and kind of like leading the way for a lot of creators like a lot of people right now he walked so we could run literally (laughs) and also he did a great job of like a lot of beauty creators get trapped in their niche like a lot like that's one thing i feel like a lot of people struggle is like they do one thing they do it really well and they can't get out of it and he has like gone he's just bretman now he's not like the makeup guru or the makeup guy he's just like bretman you know yeah he's doing like fitness now um he has like 80 chickens yeah like i'm like he's fathering <laughs> yeah like something <laughs> oh my gosh but now, kind of fast forward, like, what did you study in school? Like, kind of give us, like, paint us more of the picture for, like, as time went on. Like, did you study, like, media or, like, what, how did we kind of get, start getting into this space? Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, I went to school for advertising and graphic design. Like, that was my major. I went to school for art direction. Um, and I went to school at, like, uh, SMU in Dallas. And they have a really good advertising program it's like you have to apply and only 15 kids get into the creative advertising program and I was really happy I got I mean I worked really hard on my application and I thought like I just knew it's what I wanted to do so um when I moved to New York after school I was like a an art direction intern and then I was a full-time art director after that um and I think like my favorite thing about where I come from before doing social media is I feel like I really learned how to tell a story and how to be compelling. And like, I think that even though I might not necessarily have like advertising, like written in my content, like I don't, (laughs) I'm not like selling product all the time, you know, it's not like what I strive to do. I'm like, I feel like I can always just sell myself because like I'm me and I know how to like tell a story in under a minute, you know? I I love that. No, that's so cool. Because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, I studied, I don't know, like French literature or um, 
goat farming? How's that going to apply to whatever? And I always feel like no matter what you're doing, those skills will transfer over into any field. Like I always say that when I worked at uh, like Abercrombie and Apple, like the skills and stuff like greeting people and learning how to listen and like active listening, all that stuff are still skills that I use to this day. So I feel like it's important for people who ever like, I don't understand like how me working this job is going to help me be a graphic designer or a marketer. It's like kind of look at the, look at what you're doing and like realize that those skills, like the soft skills is what they call it will be applied to very numerous fields that you go into. So it's like, you don't have to always see it as like, Oh, like if this doesn't help me get to like Z right now, then I don't want to go to A. It's like, no, those things are going to help you as you go. Yeah. I feel like we're all like a big, like culmination of all our lived experiences. Like when I was 17, I was like an assistant manager at a pizza restaurant. Like I learned how to like manage things <laughs> early on in my life. And I think that um, that's helped me so much because like at the end of the day, like it's all just, I feel like organization is everyone's biggest asset. And I'm like, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Virgo's groove. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, so literally. And so I feel like, as much as that didn't really necessarily help me in like, like becoming a graphic designer or something, like it really helped me understand how to be a hard worker and how to be on top of like multiple things going on at once, which is, I mean, it's just a skill that you can apply to everything. Uh, and also like being a manager, like I was 17, people would complain. I'd go up to the table and be like, what's the problem here? Here's a <laughs> With Here's the bob. You're like, yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, we need to speak to the manager. I'm like, I am the manager. You're like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, why was I 17? Keys to the restaurant. Coach the place. Like, alarm uh, call. I was doing food orders. They were paying me under $10 an hour. I was, like, being robbed. It was uh, And the fact that, wait, did you ever think about, like, closing the restaurant down early to throw a pizza party for your friends? I tr- I wanted to. Because <laughs> I, I feel think- like that's something I would do. Like for senior yeah. skip day, be like, everybody come back to Pizza Hut with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a few times we closed early because I was in charge. But I mean, honestly, I was very responsible. I was like, I was just like, I was just working. I don't know. Come on. We love, we love, we love a working, we love a working one. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, fast forward. So how did you end up? creating con like in the like creating content doing tiktoks because you're hilarious so like how did that begin (laughs) well like i always dreamed about doing like humor like funny i wanted to do like funny commercials and like humor that's what i really wanted to like produce when i was like an art director and um i actually got broken up i've told this story a million times but i got broken up with during covid i had a COVID covid boyfriend it was not, it was not meant to be like, <laughs> and like he broke up with me. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I was like, you're leaving this? Anyway, <laughs> um, but no, but he broke up with me. And then he, I swear to God, he did it because he didn't want to help me move. And so the week after we broke up, I moved to a new apartment and I got a, a mullet and I grew a mustache in like a few weeks. And then I was like, I was like, a di- I just felt like a different person. And I had all this free time and I was like, okay, I just need to like entertain myself because I had also gotten a new job that year. And, um, uh, my job wasn't, it was, I was working on a bank client. And so I was like, I didn't have anything to entertain me. Like the work I was working on wasn't very 
um, like mentally, mm-hmm. uh, like it didn't really challenge me and it really was very simple and like there wasn't a lot of room to play. So um, TikTok kind of became my like creative playground during that time. And um, my first video that ever took off, I had just gotten my new look and this girl <laughs> from my work goes, she's like, Eric, you look so intimidating now. And so <laughs> I made this whole TikTok about how I was like, so I'm intimidating you guys. And like, I just don't know how I feel about it. And I was just being silly and stupid. But I don't know. I just, it really, it was just like everything was meant to be. Like it just lined up, you know? And like, where do you get inspo to like create the videos? Because I I think I told you this before, but it's like me and one of my best friends, we always quote your one where it's like, hey guys, like everybody's not meant to be a material girl. You're a manager at Starbucks, manager. <laughs> we quote that one literally on a weekly basis. And then like the one where you're like def- my, my friend defending me from being called <laughs> Oh my god! We quote those all the time, and they're so just like nose on the head. <laughs> Thank you. I think like um, I don't know where it comes from. It's just like my brain thinking about like what would be funny. Like <laughs> when Material Girl came out, I was like, "This is such a funny song," and then I was like, "Everyone is like really hopping on this trend." I was like, "I don't, I don't know if everyone has <laughs> Material Girl." <laughs> And I thought that was so, I just thought it was like really funny. My favorite one of, I did like a whole series of Material Girl ones, but my first one I ever did was like, Material Girl, girl, you got no money in the bank. You need to be a career girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. I don't know. I just think it's like, it's just meant to be like playful and funny. And like, I don't know. That's where all my stuff is super like, like, just it's not that deep like nothing is (laughs) all the jokes are so lowbrow like i don't know that's how i feel about my humor no it's so funny because like then like we get to the comments and we're all just like having fun making jokes and it's just like it's like just a very your page is just like a very positive space no matter if it's like instagram and reels or tiktok it's like everybody's there to just have fun and just be positive versus a lot of times you can see like um creators like uh comment sections where people just start getting nasty and fighting and stuff but your spaces are so just positive and light and everybody's here to just like be funny and like tag their best friends for like oh this is us or whatever whatever yeah and that's all I've ever strived to be I just want to be like a bright spot on the internet and I think that like a lot of people can get caught up and people really do respond to negativity and they respond to like hateful and mean con- like content all the time, controversial content. Like that's the kind of stuff that people watch because they're like, why would someone say this or what are they doing? Or like, I hate that too. And for me, I just don't think that like I, like obviously I can say that stuff to my friends, but I'm not going to like let that live on the internet forever. I just don't think that's what I really want to show the world. Like that, part, like the piece of me I want the world to see is like the bright stuff, you know? No, I love that. And, like, how do you, do you find, like, how do you find time to, like, engage? Because I'm sure you get a lot of, like, DMs of people, like, wanting to respond to stuff. Do you, How do you kind of, like, balance the time of, like, engaging in the comments and engaging on the various platforms? Because that's a lot and can be overwhelming. Um, so, for me, it's been, like, recently this year, it's been good and bad. I had um, some moments where I was getting, like, crazy DMs. And because I make a lot of content about being gay. <clears throat> And so I was getting like crazy DMs and like not every, not every day is like an easy day in my in my comment section or even my DMs. 
Um, but I think like I had to take a break from looking at comments. And honestly, it was really good for my mental health to just be like, ignorance is bliss. I, I know people love me and like, it's okay that I'm getting these comments Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, um, I think I like right now I've really, I'm trying to like, um, not pay too much attention to like, <laughs> the comment section. I will respond, but it's like, it's more like when I want to not versus like every single time mm-hmm. and the DMS, like I get the most beautiful heartwarming DMS and I like, I'm so grateful for my audience. Like the way they talk to me in my messages sometimes, it's just like, it's, it's like they know me and I, I don't know. It's really sweet. So like, it's not hard to respond when like the messages are really good, but it's like when they get filtered, when they get mixed in with like, a video that happens to be on the wrong side of the internet, it gets a little tricky for me. No, that's true. Cause I feel like a lot of times like people feel obligated to respond to every single comment or whatever, or delete it or whatever. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to, you don't have to respond to every single thing people say. Like you can protect your peace. Like that's fine. That's totally normal. And your audience or your peers or whatever will understand that. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. So if like, only like I remember I was talking to some creators and they were like, oh, we only respond like once a week and like we'll look at whatever and kind of like filter out or we'll have like somebody, a middleman or a friend that's like, hey, can you look at these first so we don't see like the mean or nasty stuff. So it's kind of like you have to do what makes the most sense to you and you shouldn't feel obligated to have to respond or enter every like DM comment. No, yeah. And I also think of like, do these people like not my audience, but like these people are not worth my time. Like the people who are spent taking time out of their day to be mad at me for being funny. It's not my problem. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like I, I just feel like um, my time is best served, like not caring about like the things I can't control. And that's something that's really hard to like, and, like you hear every single influencers be like, don't pay attention to the haters. Like, like they'll do their whole mm-hmm. thing. But like the best thing you can do is care about yourself. And like, if you do see a mean comment, block that bitch. Like who? <laughs> I'm so like, if I see even half a mean comment, it'll be like, someone will be rude to me in my comment section. I click on their profile. They follow me. You're blocked. Like you don't get a chance. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if I happen to see it and it made me mad, I'm going to block you. And like, that makes me feel better. I have, <laughs> I have the power. Like, oh, you thought you could be rude to me? Well, you don't get to enjoy the content anymore, so. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And it's like, I don't get people who did that. Like, I was talking to someone and um, they were saying how, like, somebody wrote them, like, this mean, nasty, like, DM and they responded. And the person was like, oh, I, like, I didn't mean, I just wanted you to, like, notice me and us, whatever. And I'm like, that? logic doesn't make sense to me it's like why would you send one of your favorite artists creators or whatever a mean nasty comment or message to get them to notice you that just doesn't make the math doesn't math for me right there yeah it doesn't make any sense like like, what are you doing (laughs) i i think like for me for a lot of people like it gets blurry with parasocial relationships like people think you're their friend they're gonna read you because that's like that's like the culture i live in like when i'm with my friends who i love I tear them apart as a joke and they'll always know like, but it's not like genuine. Like it's just like, it's so surface level, but like, and I feel like I can see the line in the sand when like someone is commenting something and they're like, Oh, they think they're my friend. And they're trying to like jokingly poke at me versus a a comment where like, Oh, they're really trying to get to me with this kind of Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely tricky, but I mean, every, like everyone on the internet, like has to deal with that in some way, shape or form. Like you can't escape it at a certain point, you know? Yeah. Like I always tell people like you, you have to balance that time we're engaging. Cause like we're on social all the time. And I'm one of those where it's like, I'm like, Hey, sometimes I want to take a break where I won't get on social for like a day or I'll only get onto like, like a few pictures and then I get off. So do you do anything to like, kind of like reset or whatever? Cause you can't creating content every day or whatever. It's just like, that's not sustainable so do you take time to just be like you know what like let me chill let me put my phone away let me just reset and whatever yeah so I used to have this deep fear that if I didn't post for three days everyone would forget about me (laughs) turns out that's called anxiety Uh. (laughs) I've like I've gotten so much better at being like oh I'm not gonna post for a few days like it's okay like and my like I will, my boyfriend, I have the best boyfriend on the planet and he, um, he's always been like my safe zone. Like I don't go, I don't really go on TikTok. We don't make content together. Like, um, whenever we're hanging out, it's just about like whatever we're doing. And, and then sometimes when we're hanging out in my apartment, I'll show him my favorite TikToks, but I'm not on my phone to like make content or think of mm-hmm. a joke or like do things like that. And so I feel like even just having that safety net of a person who like, I, when I'm around you, I'm just dedicated to not being on my phone like that. Um, like that has really helped me. And it's made me realize like when I'm hanging out with my friends and when I'm hanging out with people who even I know from the internet, it doesn't have to be like work time or content. Mm-hmm. Time. It's just time to like step away and get some perspective of like how good I have it like outside of the love I get from the internet, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like that's one thing I try to be adamant now whenever I'm hanging out with friends or with people like, okay, let's all take a picture of our food for brunch. But like, we don't need to post it right then and there or whatever. It's like, I try to really like put my phone up or if I'm like, just like what, walking or whatever at work, like I don't have to like text back or really trying to pick the moments that we're to like 
I don't have to feel obligated to respond or make content or post on social. Like just the time to be present and reset and just be with people is so important. Yeah. And like, I'm one, like if you follow my content and like, you will know, you, you know who I am. Like, you know who I am as a person. You don't know every detail about my life. You don't know anything about my boyfriend other than like, he's wonderful to me. You don't really see my friends. You don't see where I'm at or where I'm going or like how I live my daily life because like that's personal. You're allowed to see my humor and like the bright spot on the internet I'm trying to provide. And you see, you like an honest representation of who I am, but you don't get to see like every piece of me. And I think that for me, that's like the healthiest way to go about having an internet, um, you know, audience is to protect parts of yourself that you just want to keep for you. And some people don't do that. Some people like their whole life is online and they post every day, everything they're doing all the time and good for them. Like, I'm so happy that they can like do that and it makes it, it brings them joy and it fulfills them. For me, it's like, I can't do that. It's just not, it's for me, like not a healthy way to approach mm-hmm. things. No, that's how I felt. Like I've always been one where it's like, I'm like how everybody's like, oh, for different holidays, they'll like post their family. Like I've always been one where it's like, I'm not going to post my family. I'm not going to like post relationships. I'm not going to do any of that. Cause it's like, you want some stuff to just be like private. And when you start being so public with stuff, it just, it's tricky and messy and yes some people like post with their spouses or with their families like I've met creators where it's like they post with their siblings or their partners or whatever and it's like that's cool that's good for you but I think it's important to also like keep certain aspects of your personal life to yourself just for your own sanity and health and there's nothing wrong with that yeah I think like yeah and like to each their own like there's everyone has their own limit of what they're willing to share. But for me, I'm actually still trying, I'm trying to open myself off, uh, open myself more to like showing more pieces of myself. But like, it's so good to be guarded. I think I'm a very guarded person and people don't expect that from me, but I just like, I have to do what's best for me. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means like just showing you the joke and not anything else about myself, you know? Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, your pages or your content can be a fantasy. So if you only want to show yourself laughing and not like when you're sad or when you're dealing with an anxiety attack, like that's completely fine. Like your business is your business. (laughs) And like for me, most days I am happy. I'm like lucky to be a joyful person who like, I just, I like to see the joy in the world versus I'm like a hat. Like if the glass is empty, I'm like, well, at least we got a glass. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. Like, I think like I have like a, I, I, I like to surround myself with that energy too. So like, I'm glad people come to my page and they're like, like, it's just smiles. Like, that's what I want to provide. So. And you do a lot of other stuff. Like you have your cool venture groove gives. Can you talk to us about that? And Okay. So me and my brother started a candle company called groove gives and every candle gives meals to people in need. It's baked into our costs. Like there's no way around it. So even if, we send you like we were to send anyone a free candle. It's still giving meals like there's no way to escape it. Um, I did all the graphic design and um, all the all like the website design. Everyone, I feel like people think that because I have like an audience, there's like some big team behind. It. <laughs> it's literally just me and my brother, like, and we're just figuring it out slowly but surely. And we um, actually just got we got news that we're going to be in the Home and Gardens. Um, Woo. 
like in November, their gift guide for the year. And I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be like so amazing. And I'm hoping it opens up the world or like a, a huge audience for us that have no idea like how good our candles are and how wonderful um, the mission we have is. And I, I just think I'm really excited for the world to find out about Groove. I feel like it's still it's still small and it's just meant to be so big. No, I love that. And how, like, how does it, I always find it interesting when people work with siblings, like I have two brothers. So whenever people are like, oh yeah, me and my sister, I'm like, I'm like, how does that work? Like, do you guys pick which, who does what? Or like, how does that? We call a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm more like front facing. Like I get to do like the design and the website and I'm working on the Instagram right now. And like, I were just officially got approved for a TikTok shop and we're on fair so we can try and get in more stores. Like there's all these different things that we manage and like the line is really blurred, but he does more like the money and like the bank account and figuring out how we're going to do like, we're doing a market in November in Ooh. Williamsburg, Artist and Fleas, the first two weekends of November, if anyone Ooh. wants to come. And he's figuring out how to get us like our little square so you can tap to pay and um yeah like so we definitely divide it up and honestly it has made us so much closer as siblings like I didn't I never thought we would be this close because we're like five years apart in age like I feel like growing up like he when he was 16 I was 11 like it's just enough Mm -hmm. like we're in different stages of life all the time and right now I feel like we're the closest we've ever been and it's because we get to like talk all the time and work on groove and figure stuff out. And we're also like accomplishing such a beautiful goal of like, I think we've recently just hit like 20,000 meals given since we launched. Come on. Yeah. And like, we, we just want to like make this holiday season really big and hopefully sell a lot of candles. So like, it's just a meant, it's just an easy way for people to give back. Like you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a candle anyway, might as well get a really high quality candle that does something good in the world, you know? And do you have like a favorite scent or like a favorite part of it? The process. It's so hard. Fleetwood, I would say, is our top seller, and it's it's like it's like a man. It's like cologne. <laughs> oh my god, it smells so good. Mm. And, but like, um, I really like um, like there's a clean scent that is. Here, I'll get the box. It's uh, sunny and sage, and Ooh. it's really. Fr- I also we had these summer scents that were. I think they're almost sold out. But um, this one's mellow yellow. It's like lemon, like lemony, but like almost like sweeter, like a candy to me. But not like too sweet that it's overwhelming. I don't know. This one is good. Like, I really think we should make it a permanent, a permanent addition. But we're figuring out stuff. Oh, we also have like holiday candles coming out soon. So we can't wait. No, because I love I'm one of those. I love like musky like woodsy scents so that's that's my vibe i love like a good like a tobacco or like a like oh, those like powerful yeah. like i need you i need you to be choked when you come in the room with the oh, yeah <laughs> it's so good it's like it has um it's like it has lavender in it so it's a little nice but it has like musk and woods and oak moss and patchouli and so Ooh. it's like it really smells like a hot man to me, like a sexy man. And so I really, that's like, I think recently that one has really been my favorite to just turn on, you know? It's like, it's like Jacob Elordi's just in your room. 
somewhat no <laughs> <laughs> pascal is like, oh. like i don't know <laughs> it's just good i i like i really like it and i had fun i made all these little characters so they all have their wait own. those are so cute. if you guys could see it's like a candle with glasses it's yeah. so cool it's like uh like every we're trying to figure out uh, we have like a little um oh. and um what were we gonna call him? We were call him. We were trying to figure out his name, and we're gonna like figure out. Uh, I think we we're gonna call him Bernie. <laughs> oh, that's so cute! Bernie's our little candle mascot, and it's just a cartoon uh, illustrated candle with arms and legs. Oh, that's I so made cute. Him. It's just he's a sweetie. Like I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, if you guys could like collab with anybody, whether it be like the holidays or uh, like a holiday thing, like who would you want to collab with? If we could work with anyone. I think like um oh that's a hard one. I feel like one one company would really like I would really genuinely like to work with that also kind of inspired the whole business is Warby Parker. Ooh, Warby Parker is an amazing okay. company. Every, like for every can or every uh, pair of glasses they sell, they distribute a pair of glasses to someone in need. So it's not like they're just like donating random glasses with random lenses. They are like actively trying to find people who cannot like obtain glasses themselves and getting them the optometrist appointment and getting them the right glasses. And I think that that business model of like giving one for someone who gets one at like a, a price that is really fair in the glasses market is just really smart and cool and something that not a lot of companies do. And it's, it's great to see that business model be so successful and you don't even have to know about that part of the business to want their product, which is what I want from Groove. Like, you don't even have to know that the candle is giving back. You just want it because it smells good and it's a good product and the wax burns forever and it just fills your home with like a warmth, you know? So. I love that. So I don't even know how you have time, but you have time to like, you now have your podcast, Gain Afraid. How do you even have time to do that show? How did it come about? Like, walk us through of how that show came to be. I was on the conversation <laughs> with Drew Follow at the beginning of the year, and the production company reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want your own show? And I've been, like, wanting to do something. I wanted to, like, branch out of my normal content on the internet, and I love talking to people. So a podcast seemed like, an, like a, a next step or, like, a, a good transition into something different for me. And I, like, I love getting to, like, know people and having that opportunity to, like, interview and ask questions. So... Um, it's been like a great, a great time. And as soon as I got the offer to do that, like, I was like, yes, I have to like, it, it's written in the stars that like, this came to me like that. So it's been really fun. We just finished season one resume sometime next year. Um, but I'm really excited. We, we did like 30 episodes. So it was a solid season and <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's been really cool. I really love um, doing it and it, honestly I don't know how I have the time either like I <laughs> yeah because I'm just like in my head I'm like you're doing like groove you're doing the, like content it's just like the math isn't mathing <laughs> I'm like I I'm really like a busybody. I get it from my mother my mother never stops doing anything and like I think that it fulfills me to be doing a lot and also as soon as I quit my job I like didn't have that north star of like oh I'm gonna be creative director in like 10 years, like I'm going to be like running the show or like, I'm going to be at like this agency next. Like I didn't have something 
to strive for on social media other than numbers. And once your life is all about numbers, like if you're not doing well for a few days, you feel bad. And I couldn't do that. I can't live like that. Like I decided I couldn't live like that. And so I think that's what made me want to like explore all these different like facets of my creativity. And so I got, I had time to work on Groove and do all the branding and do all the design. And like, I make an effort to do a podcast because it shows that like, I can't, I can like talk to people outside of my phone on like, (laughs) I don't know. I I think that um, for me, it was like, I do all these things to just keep me motivated, like to keep my, my life full. Cause I don't think that the internet alone fulfills me in the way that uh, I thought it might, you know? No, that's so good. And how do you like pick the guests for it? Is it just like topics and stuff that you're like, Oh, I think this person's good. Like, how do you, kind of like pick the guest and like kind of pick how the conversations go a lot of them are people like i know like from the internet like we're mutuals and i'm like hey and um i feel like there's been a few that i've like reached out to or have my uh the production company has been like this person's interested and i'm like oh my god that'd be amazing and so um it's been really cool uh to figure that out and then every time we're like moving into this we're moving. We've already moved into this thing. It's like past <laughs> the future because the name of the podcast is Gain Afraid. And it's about this moment from my childhood when like they all the Boy Scouts we were around the campfire asked me if I was gay. And in that moment, I was nothing but gay oh, and afraid. Yeah. And, like, uh... and I think like I'm the opposite now. I'm like, I'm gay and like I've never been less afraid of anything in my life. Like this is just it's who I am. So I think that it's nice to have those moments of like so like past, present, future, who were you as a kid? And like, who are you now? And what do you think your future is on the internet or in your life? Or like, what do you want to do next? And I think it's a great model for like, to interview someone who like a lot of people, they have may have a lot of followers, but you don't really know who they were as a child or like, like who, what they think of themselves right now, you know? I love that. So cool. And like to now look forward, like what, I know you mentioned earlier that like, Groove is going to be doing stuff at the market in Williamsburg, but what other cool things are you like working on that people can look forward to like this fall winter? Um, well, I have merch out too that I designed and, um, I need to start telling more people about it. I designed all the merch and I'm really proud of it. It's really cool. It took me a minute to make it happen. And it's like my favorite piece of the whole collection is like, I made a zine and in the middle of the zine is a poster I literally have it at my desk. I'm like, I can show you right now. It's called Spilled Feelings. Oh, that looks so good. It's a tabloid, and in the middle, there's a there's a a post. Oh, I love that. In find the, people who make you better. You better. I love that. And it's my favorite saying. Like, find people who make you better, because like that's all you should be looking for in this world is like people who can they like it doesn't they don't have to offer you anything, but being around them can make you better in some way. Like my my friends like tear me down they read me to filth, but they make me so much better like, <laughs> like, you know what i mean like i i just feel like that's one of the most important things you can have in your life is people who make you better like, i love that yeah and to kind of wrap us up what advice do you have for someone who's like oh like eric i love this like i'm kind of scared to like be myself and really like branch out and like do content or start that business that i wanted to what advice do you have for someone who's just like scared to kind of take that leap of what they want to do another thing i really like is the fear of looking stupid is holding you back and like i think that is the truest truth like 
I have looked stupid so many times on the internet and it has benefited me so well. Like I, I can't <laughs> like, like the fear of like looking dumb is, is like you're, you have this perception that people will see your video and be like, this person is stupid or like, this is a dumb video or trying, trying at all, or like trying to make things happen for yourself is dumb. And it's not like, it's really, is it like, look at all the, if Charlie D'Amelio hadn't had stopped dancing because people thought that she was trying hard. Like she wouldn't be like an internationally known name. You know, it's the, the fear of looking dumb is holding you back. And I just think you have to like, let go of it. And of course you're going to like feel weird starting something new. Every time you start something new, you're genuinely going to be worse at it than you will if you keep doing it for two months, you know? So it takes a second to get the grip, like, to get anything. So just give it a shot and look dumb. Like, look dumb. It's okay. <laughs> like, Tube Girl wouldn't be Tube Girl if she was scared to record while she was riding to work or going to the bakery. Literally. Like, Issa Rae, like, she even, she had that whole series online and then she got robbed and, like, stole all of her equipment. Like, can you imagine how dumb you would feel if you got robbed and they stole all your equipment? Like, and then you had to, like, basically move home because you're out of money. And, you know, like, there's no way she felt like she had made all the right decisions in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, look at her now. She just kept going. She kept going. And not that she, like, looked dumb or she did anything stupid, but, like, there's no way she always felt like Issa Rae was, like, doing everything right. There's mm -hmm. no way that she always felt like the smartest person on the planet. But look at her go. Like, Issa Rae is, like, goals of all goals, you know? Like, and I think that she had a lack of fear that we could all look up to. I love that. No, I love Issa. And they're so true. Like, a lot of people think that, like, oh, Beyonce's always been Beyonce or Shakira's always been Shakira or whatever. And it's like, no, like, you gotta, you, like, Beyonce's become Beyonce overnight. Like, you have to just keep going and you're gonna mess up and you're gonna whatever. And you kind of just have to use it as your fuel. Yeah, but Beyonce has always been Beyonce. That's yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, first things first. first things first. <laughs> no, but I, I do miss, like, when she was young and she would do interviews, she was silly. Like, she was funny. And yeah. like, just like a girl. Like, I don't know. Like, and I, I think, like, she's tried all these different things and there's no way she's always felt like she's been right. And I just, like, I don't know. I think it's so cool to, like, Think of everyone as human and like everyone, like Beyonce built up and made mistakes and now she's perfection. And, but I don't know. I just, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> but Eric, thank you so much for joining us and just blessing our ears and all the, all the above. Oh, can I ask like, do, do like industry professionals, is that like your primary audience or like, how does like. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. well, well that and people. So it's like your advice is for like. The industry people and for, like, Can the I... creators and the people. So all the above. So plug whatever you want to plug. Well, I just want to give a suggestion to, like, if you are choosing influencers to work with or, like, you want, like, your your ads to do well on social media. Read them. Tell them what they need to do. Okay. So my only suggestion is, like, if you hire someone because their content does well and you want them to, like, plug your product, I think, like, you have to know that at the end of the day, the person you're hiring has to be the star of that content. You have to let them, you have to give them the free range to shine 
in their own way. And the product is an addition to this personality. Like I, if you want, if you have them all these rules and you have the script written and you tell them what to say and they are not allowed to be as themselves as they can, it's not going to work the way you want it to. You have to let them be the star and you have to let the product be a part of it. And so I, I like, I always think this because I've been, I've done ads where I'm like super excited about a product. And then the way they present it to me is like, you have no other option, but to say it this way. And people can feel when someone's being told or has tried to do something four times, mm-hmm. they didn't get the right words. So I think that the best way to go about hiring influencers is to like have them make their content and shine in the way they're known for. And then your product gets to be an addition and, I just think that like, if you think about content that way and hiring influencers that way, it changes like how people feel about the product, you know? So no, that's true. Cause it's like, you're like, why is he talking about the Bob in that way when he doesn't use big words? Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like had a word in my head and I was like, I don't know, a big word. Yeah. But I, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think that, like, a lot of times they, they they hire you for your content, but they don't let you make your content the way you do it. So, I don't know. Let your let the talent be the star and let your product be involved, but don't force them to do something that, like, isn't going to, like, be who authentic to who they are. Authenticity is the biggest seller on the internet. So... I just think that, like, if you're out there and you're hiring people, just remember that. That's my biggest advice. You all heard it here first. He snatched you all by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Eric, thank you so much for thank being with you. us today. Yeah. My, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Rico Taquito. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.